It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, October 26, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. And welcome to another edition of the BNS 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast brought to you by Shane Holmes. I believe we're on episode 1279, 1280. Something like that. It's a lot. In and around there. Uh, it's also Diwali. Yes, it is. Um, How long does the festival last for? I was trying to... Don't actually know? I don't I don't know either. I I was saying it wrong this whole time. I was saying Diwali, so I'm the wrong guy to ask, that's for sure. Well, it's pronounced... I mean, it's spelled Diwali, so it makes sense. Pronounced Diwali, though? Diwali, W yes. makes a V sound? And it lasts five days in some regions of India, apparently six, so there you go. Okay. Um, all I know about it is the lights, and they look... Spectacular, like the candles, the lanterns. Unbelievable. Yeah, very yeah. cool. They just broke a record on how many they lit recently as well as part of the celebration of light, which is pretty cool when you see the visuals of that. Actually, my neighbors were celebrating, and it was really cool to see. When I grew up, I grew up in Brampton, and a lot of people in Brampton celebrate Diwali. Yep. And there was always, like, tons of fireworks and awesome things going on in Brampton. And then it was really cool because I looked at my balcony yesterday, and the uh, neighbors across the way from me, they had, like, sparklers out, and they were celebrating. and Nice. Looks like a fun time. So I yelled over to them, and I was like, happy Diwali. And they said, you too, and it was cool. Serious question here. Um, Is there an increase in fires during Diwali? That's a good question. Like, is the Brampton Fire Department just like, here we go? We didn't notice any, like, excess of of sirens or anything around us. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, I guess, if more fireworks are going off. Yeah, like, I've seen just how many candles are lit. Yeah. And I figured maybe that would lead to an increase in fires. Unless it's done responsibly. That's a good question. Yeah. On today's show, we're going to talk about uh, the history of the Saddle Dome for our Heritage Moment. It is Wednesday. Uh, we're going to talk about Shauna's name, where it comes from. We've got an etymology, uh, something that I think this city badly needs. What's considered pure country, something that uh, restaurants can't seem to figure out they need to get on. We're going to talk about bad news segues, another edition of Small Town News, a phrase that Shauna is not quite tired of, but getting there, and some Trucktober for you. Yeah. After today's out of context clip of the show. It sounds like a balloon has been deflated, you know? <laughs> it's yeah. flying around the it's room. It's flying around the room. BNS in 20 minutes or less. It's Trucktober. It is Trucktober. Yesterday I played another truck song for you. Yeah, we did. Where they dropped a real good truck no, in it. lots of good trucks. Um, a few people have brought up the song Don't Touch My Truck by Breland featuring Sam Hunt to us. And I think we've talked about this song before. I think we have, yeah. On the show. But I didn't think there were any really good truck drops in it. And then a uh, friend of the show, Joey, said, well, you got to listen to the end of the song, which I hadn't done. Around the 2.30 mark, we get uh, we get this one. So this Just lit up. Truck. I wish everyone could have seen your face. Wow, that's like the Whitney Houston of trucks oh, right man. there. Holy okay, crap! How long did how long did that last? Oh my okay, god! Okay, so it was four seconds and like oh. twenty different notes. Yeah, and then listen to the one right after that. Don't touch my truck. Oh wow! <laughs> 
Then almost like a Justin Timberlake wow. one at the end. We have Whitney Houston <laughs> and two of the best singers. Wow, this is just unbelievable. I can't believe I'd never heard right to the end of this song. But that is obnoxious. Listen to the range of that truck. Holy. What the hell is going wow. on there? It sounds like a balloon has been deflated, you know? <laughs> it's flying around the it's room. It's just flying around the room. And that's what's happening with that truck for sure. It's the perfect ending to our truck supercut. Oh, I never knew how to end the truck oh supercut, and that fits so well. It's and the balloon is fully deflated and wow. it's hit the window. And it's gone. <laughs> The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You and I often talk about phrases, Beckler, that we're kind of over or we think are overused yep. or people need to stop using. Now, here's one that's kind of on the fence for me right now because I've heard it more and more. But right now I kind of like it, but I feel like we're on the verge of it being overused. Okay. It's kind of at the peak of the hump right now. Okay. And I'm curious to know if so you've even heard it yet. Six months, a year from now, yeah. we might be tired of it. I think so. Okay. It's this one right here. Oh, I love that for you. I uh, have heard that. Okay. So, oh, I love I that. Heard, I've also heard I love that for me. Yes. It's it, it's like different variations of it now, but it's all the same thing. It's like, yes. oh, I love that for them. Oh, I love that for you. But that's like, it's a big way of saying it now. Instead of just saying like, oh, that's good. Or, uh, oh, I like good that. For or, cool. Good for you. Cool. Good for you. Oh, I love that for you. <laughs> I heard it in a Lil Nas X wrote a children's book. Okay. And it's like the ABCs of, I guess, his life. Okay. And uh, R, I think it was R. R is for rhinestones. I love that for me, is what it said. And I was like, hmm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that book alone is going to just shove <laughs> that right over the hump, probably. But The book was pretty good. I just wasn't, I didn't like that page in particular. No, but. it's just, I, and again, I kind of like it. Like, there's part of me that when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a nice way of saying it. But then now that I'm hearing it as often as I am, I'm like, I, I'm going to give this two months and then everybody's going to be, oh, I love that for you. It's going to be on t-shirts. It's going to be the next meme somewhere. It's going to just, I think it's going to go. You know what it is, is it's 2022's good on you. Good on you. Do you remember uh, when everyone stopped saying good for you and started saying good yeah, on you? It doesn't yeah. even really make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm putting good on you. I'm putting goodness on you. That is interesting. I mean, this one makes more sense than that because saying, like, I love that for you. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, if you it's break it down. Very yeah. specific way of saying it. And uh-huh. it's always like this. It's a soft voice to, oh, I love that for you. Like, that's kind of how it's it's said every time. Like it, I don't think it means to be condescending, but it comes across as slightly condescending. Interesting. You're right. Like, for it you, can. that's great. For you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never thought of it that way, but yeah. you're right. I don't like good on you. Okay. Really I'm glad. Like I wanted to know your thoughts think, on this I one. So I like. I love that for you. Okay. I don't. I, I actually don't love that for you, Sean. I do. You don't love that. <laughs> no, and I don't love it for me. Or for don't. anyone. I, for we don't love that for anyone. V and S in 20 minutes or less. These days we have our eyes open for uh, small town news stories. Yes. Stories that make the news in small towns that wouldn't in a bigger city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I find it so hilarious because I did not grow up in a small town, but when I saw, I don't know, I stumbled across the small town story about a gentleman who'd retired and they just used his first name because <laughs> everybody knew who he was, so they didn't bother with the last name. And I was just like, this is awesome. Randy's retired from the city and everyone's like, good for Randy. Good for Randy. Thank you. That's- <laughs> 
Let's all go celebrate, Randy. Uh, well, so now people are like looking for these small town news stories and sending them to, to us when they see them, and I just love it. I know, um, and please do feel free to submit if you see one, because yeah. The more mundane, the better. Totally. This is in front of the show, Dustin, uh, in Vernon, B.C., Headline says, third Dollarama location set to open in Vernon. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> it goes on to say, signage is going up and shelving and displays are being installed inside. Mm. Yeah, that's what happens when you open a new... Oh, riveting. The, da- the downtown location br- brings the number... Uh, <laughs> brings to three the number of Dollarama stores in Vernon. Sorry, I couldn't even read that. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, it's yep. good stuff. Yep. Big news, big small really town news. news. It's yep. exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Good evening. Our top story tonight, a third Dollarama location in Vernon is imminent. The annual Halloween preteen dance sponsored by Owl's Towing is happening at the Senior Society on Saturday. Tickets are $5. While retail options are expanding, residents are complaining that it's becoming increasingly difficult to buy smokes after 10 p.m. Many reported a suspicious vehicle in the subway parking lot over the weekend. It was just Edith Ford's niece who came for a visit. Anyone with information on if she was hot is asked to call Terry. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You know what one thing is that I find newsies do a ton of, Beckler? Newscasters? Like newscasters, yeah, yeah, the newsies on the news. Uh, Segways? They're the king of the Segway. And it's normally when you shift from like serious news to weather, for example. And the people at the desk and the weather people, they'll be trying to, you know, shift from one to the other. And they always feel the need to do a Segway. And a lot of the times they're they're not very good and they're kind of forced. And you're just like, you know, you could have just switched from one to the other. We don't need this Segway in between. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think like we're pretty conditioned to know that, especially like when the camera angle shifts and they look at a different camera. It's like, okay, it's time for a new story now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You don't but- have to have this like shoehorn Segway in between because, man, some of them you just hear and you're like, oh, my God, please no. <laughs> oh, God. That was awful. The more jarring, the better. Oh, and yeah. We've, we've started to do that a bit on our uh, on our podcast. When we read uh, the tag from our sponsor, Shane Holmes, yes. it's funny to see like how extreme we can make the segue between- Like purposely doing them badly. Whatever you're talking about and Shane Holmes. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. Well, whereas these ones are, they're trying their best and it's just like, yes, not very good. Like I have some headlines here, okay, okay. From, from just that I'm reading right now. And let's see if I can do it. CPS investigating suspicious death in East Village. Speaking of East Village, the East Indian community is celebrating Diwali. Speaking of Diwali- <laughs> The Valley Ridge Golf Club is close, <laughs> and you're just like, okay, come on. A pun would be great come if you could on. get a pun in there. Oh yeah, but no, it's. Uh, I'm just like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to feel the stress of doing this. And the ones where you like, where you go from a really serious story to something much lighter, yes. like that is when it gets really jarring, oh, right? Yeah, you're like, what? The wildfire is out of control, and thousands of animals are thought to have burned to death in the red hot flames. As for red hot flames, Calgary Town, Pittsburgh, four one at the dome last. Whoa! Okay. VNS in twenty minutes or less. You know what I think is a common problem that nobody talks about? What's that? When you go to a bar that has TVs on, and nobody in the bar knows how to change the channel. Oh my God! Yeah. This happened on the weekend. I was in a bar, and they had TVs, and they were showing the Phillies-Padres game. And when the game ended, then they were showing some of the press conference after and some of the highlights. And I looked around, and nobody was really watching. And I was like, okay, maybe I can see if I can get them to switch to uh, well, to the to the, the football game because I was going to want them to watch the Stampeders end my riders season, which is yep. exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked our server if they could switch over to TSN, and he was like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. I was like, oh, does... 
does anybody? And he went away for a while and came back and is like, nobody knows how to switch the channel. And I was like, what? So like, it's one thing if it's a bar. I mean, if you have TVs, period, you should know how to use them. Yes. But it's, especially when it's a sports bar. Well, you, I would be very disappointed at a sports bar. This wasn't a sports okay, bar. Okay, fair. But even but still, um, yeah. They had, you know, a dozen TVs yeah. in the place. And it's like, you why have these if nobody knows how to work them? It's one thing that I think when you hire new people, you forget is very important. Like, because people do come to your establishment to watch those TVs. Yeah. So you need to know how to operate. I know. Yes. Yeah. And like, it's if this was just a one-time thing, I wouldn't complain about it. But I've seen so many times where a server a or a bartender is asked to change the channel. And they look like you've just asked them to build a TV from scratch. Yep. Like, I, I, I don't know how to do that. Oh, yeah. And then it's it'll like, be, oh, we'll ask the bartender. And then it gets the bartender. And 15 minutes later, he's trying. And like you see flipping through the channels and then picks the wrong one. If he does eventually get yeah. it working. And then you're like, <laughs> nope, like wrong one. You're like, no, no. It, it gets to a point where someone's like, give me that remote. I can do this better. All right. Give it to me. My one friend said he asked at one place and they had to go. They're like, well, we have to go downstairs and switch the satellite transmitter over. What and stuff. Like, the- are you kidding? Why have these TVs then? Because you're right. If the TVs are being sold as like part yeah. of the reason that I should drink at your establishment, mm-hmm. that someone in the damn place should know how to operate it. Well, this was awful, but I went to a place that claims that they are like one of the places to watch the Cavalry game, the Calgary Cavalry game. Okay. And of course, I get it. That is not on television, so it's like a feed that they had. And midway through the game, when there was a bunch of people in there with their Cavalry gear watching the game, and midway through, the feed stops working, and nobody seemed to care... And all these people are watching this game, and it was a very intense game, and it was, I guess, a playoff game. It was a big deal, and everybody was kind of just like, ah. And then finally it gets back going, and then the feed goes down again. And we looked at our server, and she was just like, oh. Like, I know, we're trying. And, like, they just didn't seem to actually care, though. And it was like, people actually came to this bar for this this game, and it's not working. And you just are, you're annoyed that people are even asking to get it back on the team. Like, it's like, "Mm, can't do that. Do you realize if that wasn't on, these people wouldn't be sitting here? Yeah. And all those people were like, we're never coming back (laughs) here. I was like, well. Yeah, I think it's more important than bars and restaurants realize. so. So maybe this is a PSA if you're listening. And you run one of these places, maybe make sure someone on staff knows how to work the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Just, Just one start per- there. One person per <laughs> shift at least. V and S in 20 minutes or less. So there are quite a few radio stations who call themselves pure country. Have you seen that before? I have, yeah. And every a time big I, chain of them. Every time I see that, it makes me laugh a little bit. Like, what exactly is pure country? You know what I mean? Like, who determines what is purebred country versus half country? Is there such a thing as mutt country? <laughs> Muggle country. Muggle country. <laughs> I can tell you, like, I worked in country radio for a bit, and country fans are super loyal, mm-hmm. super dedicated. Right. Uh, the artists are all great, but like, there is an ongoing war in that genre of what is and isn't country, and people just love to debate it. Like this. And song. I know, like, re- re- like old country, classic country versus pop country. I yeah. know that that's a huge, huge debate. And country has changed a lot. Like, modern country sounds very different, so... Totally. And, like, um, party country, I've heard people, that's not real country, right? Bro country. Bro all country. the snap track stuff. The only, I think the only music where it's worse is maybe metal. Metal fans love fighting about what's metal and what isn't. Interesting. But, uh, country's bad for it, too. So it's really funny. Pure country. Pure country. I just None pictured fluff country. drug dealers in an alley. Like, hey, is, that, <laughs> is that pure country? No, that ain't pure country. That's laced with some of that pop crap, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> just like, seriously. You know? DNS in 20 minutes or less. It's pretty funny. I was uh, typing out a text message to my family right before we did that break. Yeah. And I accidentally tapped the microphone button on my phone. And then when I looked at my phone after, it had typed out everything both you and I said there. Did so, it hit send? It didn't hit send, but it was ready to go. Imagine, all of a sudden, everybody's like, what in the hell are you going on about, Beckler? And it was perfectly accurate. Man, I don't use that feature nearly enough. I keep forgetting that it's actually a thing, and it would be so helpful. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're driving or something. Yes. My house usually isn't quiet enough to use it, mm. because my kids are making noise. But well, it's, For driving, for me, it's huge, because if I come up with an idea or something when I'm driving, I actually have to pull over to write it down, and I have to, I like, know. keep it in my head. And I'm like, don't forget it. Don't forget it. Until I have a chance to pull over. I'm like, I should just be able to hit that microphone That'd button. Be, that's what you got to do. I know yes. when I get, if I'm driving, I come up with that idea, and I forget it, I get so mad. Oh, it's the worst. Oh. feeling in the world because you're like I just had it and, and now it's gone where is it McKenna will take notes for me when we're driving Cliff will you, too yeah. I'll tell Cliff to text me if he's beside yep. me I'll be like text me this or even sometimes I'll challenge the boys I'll be like remember this for me and it'll just be one word that I know will spark right. the rest of it right yeah, yeah totally so, but that, that'll drive you nuts that'll chap your ass it. Uh, you know what won't drive you nuts is hearing the noise from your neighbors in your new soundproof paired home from Shane Homes. How was that, Shauna? That was bad segue. A bad segue. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's what yeah. we're going for. Oh yeah. Moving sooner to one of Shane Homes' quicker possession duplexes, starting from the four nineties. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. VNS in twenty minutes or less. As I mentioned yesterday, I was in Vancouver this past weekend, and I relied quite a bit on transit to get around. As you do. Their transit system is quite good yeah uh in vancouver which i mean of course is easier when you have the population that they do and the density well you have than, to yeah in bigger cities for sure in yeah. a city like calgary it's a bit trickier because we're very spread out and there aren't as many of us mm-hmm. um but i love i really dig good public transit and i like riding public transit in different cities the thing is i also dig having a big house in the suburbs and you can't those two things aren't really compatible with each other. They aren't. No. I love both of them. Yeah. But I don't know how to square that because there is a trade-off there for yeah. sure. Um, but the best thing ever has to be a train that goes to the airport. Yeah. Like Vancouver has. Super handy. It's the best. Yeah, Toronto just, has that too. It's just yeah. So it's like easy. Seattle and everywhere. Like yeah. it's right there. You just walk out of the terminal and there's the train and you get on it and you're downtown in 25 minutes. Like yeah. It's the best. Uh, and they're in Vancouver. I think they're helping to pay for it. They tack on an extra fee if you're riding right from the airport. Uh, I think it's like an extra five bucks or something. But it's still like nine dollars to take the train in, as opposed to like an Uber from the the airport to my house here is like sixty dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. And as one friend said, it's kind of like you come to Calgary, you land here, and you get slapped in the face right when you walk out of the door with a huge taxi bill or Uber bill. Like, hey, welcome yep. to Calgary. 60 bucks, please. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, how should that not be a bigger priority than it is? Getting Like, we're talking all about a new arena. We have an arena. It works just fine. The Flames are 5-1-0 oh, and it, as we just mentioned. It's full of people last night. It seems to be working. We do not have a train to the airport. It's so expensive, though. That's the thing. Well, I was just looking at this report that the city had in 2020. I think, and the, the the cost of this this system, they said, it would be about one point eight billion dollars. So, I mean, it's not a small fee. It's no. more expensive, but it's not orders of magnitude higher than an arena. No. 
Like, think of how I mean, nice it would be. 1.8 billion. How much would an arena cost? What was the last number that they came up with? 600 million now. or something? Yeah. So, okay. So, it's say it's three times as expensive. I think we would get three times the value out of something like that, but that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's always tough because it's all about if we have enough population to support something like that, right? But mm-hmm. I agree. Like, it is, a, it is a great thing. You know, there is, I know you can take the bus from downtown to the airport. Have you done it before? I have not. No. no? I've never bothered. I, I always just park my car and leave it at the airport, to be Which honest. Which is, but. again, like $70 for the weekend. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. It's super expensive. But yeah, it would be an interesting thing to look into for sure. Because if it was feasible, it makes a lot of sense. But the fact that we don't have one makes me wonder. It's just too expensive. Yeah, and or if our, they wouldn't see the cost recovery from it. Are our priorities in the wrong place? Mm, or that. Perhaps. B and S in 20 minutes or less. Etymology with Shauna. I was playing pool the other day and I got thinking, I was like, where does pool come from? Like the billiards game pool. Mm-hmm. And so I looked into this and I actually found out the meaning of pool as in the pool you swim in and pool the game. Okay. So for the quick one. The swimming pool comes from the Middle English word pole, which comes from German polas, which just means pond. And so you can kind of see where that progression comes from. That comes from the word bolos, which is even older, which meant bog or marsh. So... It's like just one, like a lot of these etymologies, it's one long game of telephone between centuries and different languages. That's 100% what it is. But yeah, pool, marsh, bog, it all makes sense. Uh, Pool is in the billiards game comes from an old card game that had the same name. It was called pool. This was because you played for a pool of money. You played for stakes, basically. It was a betting game. Uh, And billiards was often played as a betting game as well. So it was after the pool that you could win, and they think it all comes from just betting in this old school game. Uh, that game of pool, though, got its name from the French word poulet, which you may know means chicken or hen. And many believe this comes from an old game that happened in medieval times called jeu de la poule, or chicken game, where people would apparently throw things at a chicken, and then the player who hit the chicken would then win the chicken itself. <laughs> This was a different time. This was a very different time. But I mean, what else did you do very in medieval times to kill time? Like lots of, you needed some amusement. You, it was that or you died of plague. It you was. Did. And uh, again, it was the stakes of being able to win the chicken. It was a betting game as well, right? So you could bet and then you could throw and hit a chicken and then you win the chicken. And that's how we got the game of pool. Wow. Now yep. that is a long. That's a long and history. convoluted. Huh. But now every time I play pool, I'm just gonna think of chickens. Like I'm not. I'm gonna be picturing <laughs> hitting chickens on the. This is fun, but oh. I wish we were throwing something at a chicken. No, instead. I wouldn't wish that. <laughs> just picture little chickens on the billiards table. Etymology with Shauna. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. My younger son Brigham is five. He's in kindergarten this year, and he came home with this assignment the other day where we had to go through a bunch of questions about his name. Oh, where his name came from, what it means. Hmm. Uh, and it was kind of a cool, it was kind of a cool exercise. I thought. Yeah. He knew most of it, but like, we we got his name from. We were watching the show Hell on Wheels, which was filmed here in Alberta. Yeah. And a fictionalized version of Brigham Young from the Mormon Church appears in that show. And this is when McKenna was pregnant. And we're like, ah, oh, Brigham's kind of a cool name. So he's technically named after Brigham Young, but the Hell on Wheels version. And a lot of people think we're Mormon because his name is Brigham. Interesting. And we're not. It is a cool um, name, though. Yeah, that's a great story. So some of the other questions on this is like, like uh, does my name have any special meaning? Does everybody call me by the same name? 
other information. So we had to answer all these questions about it, which I did for Brigham. Yeah. Um, and I thought I could do it for you too. Can I ask you these questions about your name? Sure. So your name is? Shauna. Sienna. Right, spelled it's pronounced the, Sienna, S E A. I mean, it's spelled Sienna. Yes, S E A N N A. The Irish way. The Irish way. Who picked your name? My mother. Uh, did she say why? Why are you named what you are? Uh, because she was convinced I was a boy, <laughs> and they didn't get my gender checked, and so they. I just felt so differently. Apparently, in the womb, that my mom was like, "You're definitely a boy," because everything about you is different than your your older sister. So they only had the boy's name chosen, which was Sean. And then when I popped out, they were like, oh, it's a girl. So they added ah uh, to Sean. And Sean <laughs> is where we are. That's how my name came to be. Okay? Didn't you also legally change the spelling at one point? Sure did. Yeah. It was actually initially spelled S-H-A-U-N-A. And it was because my mom was going to spell it the way I spell it now, which is the Irish spelling, S-E-A-N-N-A. My aunt actually talked her out of it. Because you said when she's younger, everybody's going to say Sienna, and then she's going to have to constantly change it and correct it. And so my mom spelt it the non-Irish way. But when I heard the story of that, when I was like 14 or 12 or whatever, I, I asked my mom if I could change it to that because I wanted that Irish heritage in my name. Okay. My sister's name is the Irish spelling. And I was like, I, I never met my Irish papa and I wanted that in my name. So I legally changed it to the ridiculous spelling it is now. Yeah. And you're still dealing with people calling still you Sienna. With Sienna. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure if looking back, I should have done that, but yeah. Uh, does your name have any special meaning? Not that my mom knew. I looked it up, though. Apparently, it means God is grace is what my name actually means. Okay. So, there you go. Does everyone call you by the same name? Yes. Everyone calls you Shauna? Mm-hmm. And is there any other information about your name? Any other trivia? Any other... That my name is God is Grace, Grace Jefferson, because my middle name is also right. Grace. So, so I'm Grace Squared <laughs> over here. And you know what? I am the opposite of graceful if you actually meet me. So. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. As talks of a new arena resume in Calgary, it's interesting to dig deeper into the history of the Saddle Dome. It all began in the 1970s when two groups, one vying for the Olympics and the other looking toward a team in the National Hockey League, had aspirations which involved a new arena. At the time, the Corral existed, where the Calgary Wranglers played, who have just returned to Calgary, along with the WHA's Calgary Cowboys. But if the city dreamt of an NHL team, a better arena would be needed. Once the idea of an Olympic bid also started to progress, this dream became a reality. The building wasn't initially built to look like a saddle, however. It was just a unique design at the time that architect Barry Graham felt suited the budget and space requirements. In fact, the original name for the dome was the Coliseum. A contest was then held to rename it, and because of its saddle shape, 735 of the 1,270 entries involved the word saddle in some capacity. Impressed by the new arena, the Olympic bid was then granted to the city for the 1988 Games. The initial cost projection was $60 million, but was later revised to over $80 million. After another $16 million cost overrun, it ended up with a price tag of $97.7 million. Opposition politicians demanded an inquiry into how the price tag ballooned as much as it did. The Dome opened in 1983, with the first event being a hockey game between the Oilers and Flames. The game was sold out, but it happened at a time when the city was experiencing a collapsing oil market and high interest rates. 
Prime Minister Trudeau Sr. was the first thing booed in the new building. With a capacity of 20,000, the new arena was massive in comparison to buildings of the past. In fact, the International Ice Hockey Federation noted it as the largest arena to ever host an event at a Winter Games. At the time, they even called it the finest international rink in the world. The Saddledome's unique shape quickly became a defining fixture of the Calgary skyline. The problem is, the hyperbolic parabola roof design made things complex when it came to the build and contributed to the cost overruns. It became a complication later still when it came to the lighting rigging used for events. The slope design caused snow to collect in the middle and many events, like the Ultimate Fighting Championship, were limited as to when they could book events with concerns of the snow load on the roof. Although the building's design looks unique and has become a staple of the Calgary skyline, it has definitely presented its challenges. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the Beyond S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.